first and foremost, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. So um, I'm, you know, I usually like been seeing your name written, not really pronounced. So how do you pronounce your name? Tanya. Tanya. Okay. Yep. Okay. I was, I wasn't sure if it was like Tania or like, there's like a special way to pronounce it or something like that, but that seems simple enough. T. People call me T a lot. Like, in oh, okay. the, yeah, just at the gym. People are like T, like, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So if, I also want to thank you for uh, sending me this shirt. So I got to tell you, it's usually like sometimes when I'll get like apparel and stuff, sometimes the shirts can be kind of like abrasive and, you know, they're kind of like have that cardboardy type of uh, material. This shirt yeah. is so like just soft and it fits like, you know, exactly right, specifically, basically for someone who's into fitness and training and just makes you look so good. Um, how did you come up with like this branding and, and just this apparel business in general? So um, Ariel actually runs my clothing line and she's mm -hmm. been in clothing for a while for a couple of people that I know back at Umbrella's Pro Jam. So I just reached out to her. I told her, hey, this is what I'm looking on getting. I want a logo that, I don't know, like that says everyday counts. Cause that's mm -hmm. always been like my thing, like waking up every day, like everything you do every day of your day counts. So mm -hmm. I went based on that. And then I'm like, can you help me create something? Mm -hmm. But then she came up with that logo and I kind of told her I want some dumbbells, some, something. And yeah. then yeah, so that's what we came up with. So yeah, it looks it looks great. I mean, you can see it on camera, um, but yeah, I mean, it looks amazing, and it's 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 some like something that like you would think was, you know, a lot of money like was put into it. Like it's a it's really like high quality product. So like a really awesome job with that for sure. Appreciate it. So um, so how how did you get like into like training and fitness and just in general? So just always like growing up I I always wanted to get big legs you know I'm sure girls understand just want to get big and that's always been my thing and I actually graduated from UNC and then after that I did powerlifting for five years before I ever started thinking of bodybuilding and mm -hmm. I started training at Ambrose Pro Gym and started to see that I was doing it wrong like powerlifting and bodybuilding different different training mm -hmm. so I mean, I had the baseline of like deadlifts, squats, and bench press. So I knew my body wasn't going to change. It was going to stay in shape if I watched what I eat, but there was just so much that was going to come in place. Mm -hmm. So I started training at Umbra, started hanging out with people who are bodybuilders, and actually started to learn from them and just invest time in training and actually watch videos online and now I'm like competing and I don't know. I love it. Like I yeah. always, I like discipline. I like to know that I can do something. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. And I'm, you know, excuse me, if I'm looking down, I'm kind of writing some things as you're going to make sure that I, I remembered. But one thing you mentioned was that you um, were talking about how powerlifting, like training for powerlifting and bodybuilding is different. And um, like, how so? Like, what was the difference that you, that you noticed when you changed? The split, I mean, for powerlifting, for you getting, when you're getting ready for a mean meet, it is Monday, Wednesday, Friday that you're training. But weekends off, sometimes you'll go in and like try to fix a squat or something like deload, they call it. But 
and then for bodybuilding, you actually do more reps, more muscle connection. Like it's just way different. Like you can, you're doing 50 reps instead of doing six reps on mm-hmm. a squat to try to get your max. So yeah, yeah. So when you power lift, uh, do you when you train? Do you train? Um, like, do you max out every single time you you go into the gym or like, how does, I'm not, I'm not a power lifter. I've, you know, I've come across some people, of course, that, that have done it, but I don't think I've ever discussed like how they train. So it's not really max out. Like you can't max out every week, but it's every other week. Mm. So you'll do, you know what your heavy is and a PR is, they call it PR, you know, your PR. So you're going to hit that PR for six rep, for one rep. So it's going to be six. So say you're going to go 145. And then you're going to go 155 for five and then 165 for three. And then for two reps, you're going to do your PR mm-hmm. and then spotting you. And it's just, it's just different. It's totally yeah. different. Yeah. How, did you notice like any differences in physique? Like when you were competing as a power lifter uh, training as a power lifter, did, was there changes to your physique or did you only notice the changes when you went over to like a more bodybuilding volumized type of style? Well, I noticed difference because I like my nutrition was different, you know, eating five times a day, training, cardio. So your body just starts to take on a different look over time. It, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't happen like overnight, of course, but over like the two, two, three years, I have noticed my body, even off season, just it looks way different. Mm-hmm. It, but in, but in bodybuilding you didn't you didn't notice any changes it was strictly like with regard to power i mean i lose strength mm-hmm. definitely lots of strength in but i it shouldn't be like that but when i'm getting ready for a show it's like i'm stronger but mm-hmm. in the beginning of starting bodybuilding you feel weak because you're doing 50 reps and you have to stay at like 25 pounds and you're like oh my god my, i can't so mm-hmm. what would like what do you recommend as far as somebody just getting into bodybuilding do you um like do you recommend like um just more volume just until they you know until they get stronger and then they pick up the weight at that point or like how, how would you like you know give somebody some advice in that sense muscle connection is mm-hmm. the key like definitely like don't worry about how much weight you're moving because if you're not moving the weight correctly you're, you're not really doing anything with the weight besides just floating with it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, I was just listening to a podcast, Mark Bell's podcast, uh, Power Project, and he um, he had somebody on and they were talking about muscle connection and how important like muscle connection is because it's um, you can do a lower weight but if the, and if the muscle connection is there, you can actually grow that muscle. And, um, and as opposed to someone who's like using a heavier weight, they might not necessarily, they're moving the weight, but it's not affecting their physique much. And it's like, you see that because sometimes you'll see people that work out with fairly decent weights, but like their physique doesn't really change much, you know? And I feel like the muscle connection aspect is, is huge. You know, that's a, that's a big part of it. For sure. I agree. I mean, if you really focus, you'll realize 10 pounds, you can make 10 pounds feel like 50 pounds easily. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of the way you're connecting. Right. Right. And that's a big deal, especially like, well, now things are kind of opening, opening up, 
up and they've been, you know, kind of opened up for a while. But um, during the pandemic, a lot of people like started to train at home. And so, you know, at home, you're not going to have the kind of, um, and I'm just speaking from my own personal experience too, because I built a gym in, in my garage and I added some weights, you know, I got some 45s, I got this, I got that. But still, even with all that, it's like the, the amount of, um, sheer poundage that I have in the house is not the same as, you know, a gym, a gym is set up for, you know, things like that. And so like the workouts had to be kind of like, I had to improvise. So like muscle connection in that scenario is extremely important because you might not even necessarily have the kind of weight, like this, the amount of weight that you would, you know, in a gym. So I feel like probably a lot of people, you know, are dealing with that as well or dealt with it. Oh yeah, of course. I agree. How did you um, deal as far as the pandemic? I mean, you being competitive, you know, being at the gym is, is super important. Have you had, where was there a period where the gym was shut down or, or like, how did you, you know, deal with that kind of, you know, wave of things? So I, it was, it was rough. Um, they, I definitely didn't have a built gym. I bought a bench press from a friend who was building his gym in the garage mm -hmm. and I used that and then I got bands and started doing like a whole bunch of random workouts that I will find online and then I had eventually like a month into the pandemic I had somebody reach out to me that built like a full gym like lay press inside the garage like everything like squat wow. rack yeah like we're talking about like everything cables mm -hmm. So a month after the pandemic, I started training there, but it was far. It was like a 30 minute commute after work. So I will make it there here and there. And it's just, the energy is just not the same. I mean, you know, there are all these people that are quarantined in their house and you're here training, but you're going to give it all you can, but it's just not the same. People were scared to train. Like I would invite people, but you didn't know what was really going on at that moment. Everybody wanted to stay at home. So yeah, I just did. But you feel you feel like it was different, like just the, the, how you felt. You said the energy wasn't the same, like, and I kind of feel like I know I kind of have an idea of what you're talking about. But do you do you feel that's like a mental thing, or do you you feel it it actually like there's some reality to it? I personally thought that maybe it was because I would just wasn't surrounded with like-minded people, um, you know. And it's like I'm working out, I'm trying to push myself, but there is something for me to see somebody else, um, you know, that's doing the pursuing the same thing and pushing themselves, it kind of makes me like push myself as well. Um, like, what do you think about that? I agree. I, I definitely like, like energy around me, watching other people like achieve goals and like makes mm -hmm. me push myself such as me alone in a garage is just not the same. I mean, yeah, they just bought me to go to my mask, max, and it's mm -hmm. just the same. Like you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna train. But right, it's right. Yeah. I mean, I think you can, you can keep and maintain your physique. I think maybe you can even, you know, you can even keep a fairly decent physique. But, um, but it is that subconscious thing of being surrounded by like-minded people that allows you to kind of like take it to the next level. And again, like if somebody like you and, you know, I was talking to others as well that are, um, that are competitive, you know, it's really important for them to be able to do that. You know, they're not just working out for their health, although that's, you know, a part of it, it's, uh, you know, they're also an athlete. So it's like, as an athlete, you gotta, you gotta, 
extend yourself a little further than just like an average person, you know? So I definitely, um, so you said that, you know, originally you wanted to like grow bigger legs and so what division are you competing in? So I'm going to stick to figure, um, not saying I'm not trying to move to wellness eventually, obviously the wellness competition is super, super big right now. Mm -hmm. These girls are looking crazy with their legs and their, you know, butts and everything like, they look great. So it's definitely going to take time for me to move up to that level because when I started competing, I had no glutes. They were just flat like a wall. So from <laughs> start scratch to trying to build, it's going to take me time, but I mm-hmm. do the next two years, hopefully moving into that division. But until then I'll stick to figure and continue to just build my whole body, yeah. like legs, shoulders. I have work to do. I mean, I definitely do. And I, I know what I have to work on. So I'm taking this whole year off and that's what me and my coach decided. And then next year, we'll. Okay. So it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, that's it. So uh, do legs grow easily for you? Or is that like a part, you know, of your body that you struggle with? I can say I struggle with, I actually work at the hospital so I'm on my foot feet all day so mm-hmm. it's like cardio all day just walking all day so I can't say my legs struggle to grow but they have came a long way and they're definitely my more most lean body part that I maintain on oxygen I see. yeah so it takes mm-hmm. time yeah what what is your what is your routine as far as like legs are concerned is there is there an exercise that you that you absolutely just love that that feel you know you really feel that connection and you feel like it's helping you grow so way before like i started to understand like what i'm how i'm supposed to train i never hip trust ever so until like this last year i started hip trusting and i have noticed a difference like my strength in my hips when i pull weight up from even a squat mm. like I've noticed a huge difference. So really been focusing a lot on hip trusting and really activating the glutes when I do that. Yeah. You know, I was just talking to somebody about that and how that's, that's, you know, that's normally considered like when you see it in the gym, it's done by women, generally speaking, but it's, but I was just talking to somebody about how important it is for everybody to do like even men to hip thrust is, is hugely important. Cause like you said, it activates certain, excuse me, certain muscle groups that, um, that you normally wouldn't activate. And then when those get strong, your other lifts get better, which just sounds like, um, you know, what's what happened with you. And, yeah, it's it's interesting because it's like all those little things that nobody really like thinks about, you know, can really affect you overall. Yeah, I agree. How do you? Um, you said that you um, that you work in the hospital. If you don't mind me asking, what do you do? Yeah, um, so I do a lot of things. So I actually do unit clerk stuff. So I work in the mom baby a lot. Um, sometimes I have two jobs. So sometimes I do CNA work as well, nursing mm-hmm. assistant. I have my human services degree and my bachelor. That's my bachelor in human services. And then I have my minor in nutrition. So sometimes I have a couple clients online as well, but so I do a lot. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> like they keep you busy, huh? Yeah. So how, how's everything as far as like the medical field uh, is concerned with, every, you know, through the pandemic and now I almost like, I don't know what we should call it now. Most of them probably like an endemic now, we just kind of live with it. But, um, but like, how, how are things, you know, there? 
So I was working COVID when it was happening. So because mm-hmm. we were surgical, I was working at the surgical floor at that time. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have elective surgery. So we became the COVID unit when everything was happening. I actually was just getting back from, I went to the Arno that year when COVID started. So I was getting mm-hmm. back from Ohio when I came and everybody was buying toilet paper because, you know, toilet paper was <laughs> That's the, the first thing. <laughs> toilet paper was the big thing. So I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. I just got back from traveling and I was like, okay. So, and then I took it serious. Then I had to wake up at 5 a.m. to go shopping because you had to get in line. So just, I don't know. Like, I feel like we're all over it at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Not being just from watching all of us go through it. Yeah. We have COVID patients. So luckily we have zero right now in our hospital. I don't know about other hospitals. Yeah. But yeah, here in, um, so I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, the biggest, we have a few big ones, but the biggest one that probably everybody kind of knows about is Vanderbilt. And so far it's like it, the cases are fairly low. I mean, people still are getting it, but it's not, they're not getting like hospitalized from it. Um, you know, part of it is probably just some people are already have gotten sick several times, you know, others might have taken the vaccine. So I think it's like, overall, it's, it's kind of reduced. Um, I know that, I know that um, in there's a Omicron variant that's going around, but I don't think the U.S. has like too many of those cases. Um, like it's a variant of the Omicron. Like I forgot what they call like stealth variant or something like that. But um, but yeah, I'm not seeing it much. You know, much here either. Um, so. So your plan at this point, just to pivot back to bodybuilding, you said you're going to take the year uh, to grow. Yes. So the, my goal is to grow. Um, and then I had a little bit of hormone imbalance throughout mm-hmm. my last, um, show. So I'm trying to get that adjusted because it's a real thing. If your hormones are not balanced, you're not going to get lean. It's just yeah. a real, what kind of, if you don't, you know, and again, it's like, I know some of this stuff might be kind of private. So just, just, you know, you can pass on it, but what kind of like hormonal issues were going on? So just my estrogen level was a little mm-hmm. high. So, you know, if you have high estrogen, you're, you're not going to get lean. I mean, you right. are going to, but there's just going to be a gap where you're, you're like forcing your body, but high estrogen is going to make you go water. So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of getting those levels a little more lower. And then it's, it's happening. I mean, I'm doing my blood work, doing what I have to do. Um, that's mm-hmm. really what happened last through my last show, but it really has to do with myself. I don't think this had to do with my coach that I have right now. He actually is great. He's the reason that I'm getting my levels. Mm-hmm. It was from my previous competing and being with the coach who never really told me to get my blood work done and mm-hmm. went into competing this last year. And then I ended up with high estrogen and that's where I'm sitting at now. But it's just reality. I'm not in a hurry to jump back on stage. Mm-hmm. It's my health. There's no point of going through a whole entire prep and not having your, not being able to get lean. It's almost pointless at that. How, how did you, how did you know that you had high estrogen? Like, was there a, like a feeling that you got or something happened? Yeah. I mean, I definitely started feeling like it was like, I felt agitated. Like I would wake up and I had, I felt like my heart was racing at time. Like I felt like I was happy, but then I wasn't happy. And then I was like mm. sad. Emotions were just like zero to a hundred to myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to like share that energy with anybody. I'm right. like the person that if I don't feel like I can give you hundred percent of my time, I will keep to myself. Mm-hmm. So then I realized that I started to close down and 
like I didn't know if I wanted to compete and I started just feeling down like everything just kind of it just it was kind of like bodybuilding wasn't going to be for me for a little bit there mm-hmm. and then I was like I a couple of my friends reached out they're like have you checked your blood work have you like you should go here so I went to forever young which is out here in Colorado and then they checked my levels they're like oh yeah your estrogen's high and your mm-hmm. your test levels are actually very very high which that causes low energy so that's wow. where I'm okay and then that's when you know you were like okay I got to do something about this yeah and then yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, go ahead. and it's bad because I'm trying to grow but now that I'm controlling my hormones and I'm not very like big person as it is it feels like I'm getting leaner throughout the process of taking mm-hmm. it so I'm just like this this is fun I'm never gonna grow but I would <laughs> it's a matter of time yeah it's it's wild how like hormones can have such a huge impact on like your physique one but then also like your emotions too because there was a there was a moment where um i had some high estrogen too and and the way i thought like thought i'm i'm that was going on was because i started to get like more emotional like things started to hit me more um than they normally would and I was like, this is kind of weird, you know, and it's uh, weird for me. I mean, you know, like different people have different personalities, but it's weird for me. And uh, and so that's when I went and got it checked and it was like on the higher end. So um, how are you addressing it? Are you is it just um, through just medication or are you like lifestyle? Yeah, basically, they're just trying to control it. So that's basically mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, just I guess it's like a every two months I have to get my blood work done and kind of mm-hmm. see where the- I feel better. I feel more relaxed now when I wake up, I'm mm-hmm. really strong headed. So like, I don't really let things get to me, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of, by that, like, you know, this is not it. Like there's more people out there with which more problems in their life mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. This is something that I can fix. So yeah, let's fix it. And it's going to take time, just like a competition when you get ready for a show. You're not gonna get lean overnight. It's gonna take four or five months yeah. for you to be ready for a show. So if I can compete and I know how to diet, it's discipline. I'm gonna get through this and then I'm gonna come back. Right, right. I was um I forgot who mentioned it, but I remember a phrase someone said, um, discipline is freedom. And it is an interesting, like kind of phrase because it truly is. Because I mean, because when you're disciplined, you can you can accomplish like so much more. And it's like, like you mentioned, it's like through discipline, you can just, you can figure it out. I was also thinking patience, like bodybuilding is like a, is, is also an exercise in patience because to your point, um, it, it takes time, you know, to get better. It takes time to get leaner. It takes time to grow muscle. And so, because you're so experienced in that, in that patience aspect, you know, it's okay if you take a year, you know, and to, and to grow, it's okay that you, you take time to, you know, get your health and, and your, um, your hormones in check before you, you know, move on to the next step. Some people that, that aren't patient, you know, they'll push the envelope, they'll do things that they shouldn't, you know, do for their, you know, detriment to their health. And then, you know, the consequences end up pretty dire, you know, in a lot of those cases. So, I mean, we kind of, you know, seen a lot of, people pass away and, um, you know, in the bodybuilding industry, you know, pretty, pretty recently within the last few years, a lot of people have passed away. So um, what do you think about the figure division um, and like where it's going, where it's at? 
Um, do you do you like it? Um, you think people are getting too big? You think it's not big enough? You know, like like what are your thoughts about the division? Well, we're talking Olympia State. We know those girls look crazy. The waist, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I'm going to happen the next two years. I feel like the new generation is coming into the game of bodybuilding now. That mm-hmm. I mean, look at. I forgot her name. She just knew. She just placed five, fifth at the Olympia this year. She's, she's. I think she's, Dominican or something. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to look it yeah. up. I mean, I think. I don't think they're getting too big, but I do think that the condition is next level now. Mm-hmm. Like it. I mean, these girls are going to grow. I mean, that's what happens off season. You continue to train and your body changes every time the more you do it the more muscle you're gonna get yeah. so the people that are stepping in olympia they're gonna be bigger every year and they're in like little proportions you know obviously not to the extent but right we'll see what happens i feel like every year is different yeah i mean the condition like you said to your point the condition is insane i mean some some of the people that i see um on the women's side is is I mean, that's, it's wild how lean they can get. I mean, it's, I mean, I I don't really know how much, what, what much more you can do. So like, let's say you're someone that, that is, um, you know, stepping on stage at the Olympia, right. And you're coming in, you know, at that level of conditioning and you're placing, you know, let's say you're placing third or fourth or fifth or sixth whatever it's like what do you do to get better like what can you do if you're already as like there's only so much body fat that you can you know lose I, I mean I guess you could get bigger I mean that's but then you can you know you can grow out of the division right yeah I mean there's always you can grow out but I mean I don't know because look at the wellness girl like mm. there's just next level two with condition yeah yeah uh, that's true now so i feel like but stepping at the olympia you basically have to come in paper lane like link like no body yeah yeah yeah. that's it's it's wild yeah i'm sorry i didn't catch the last part that you even said good everybody competing at the olympia looks great you know like Mm -hmm. bring their best package i mean that's what they're there to do and it's just what I feel like it always going to go based on what the judges want and what they're looking for and mm-hmm. social media, who is bigger in this aspect, like politically and everything. I really do think all that takes consideration on any show. Mm-hmm. Well, for, right. For sure. I think social media has, has brought a totally different element to the game, right. To everything, but, but fitness, especially because if there's, if there's anything that's booming on, you know, Instagram, it's like fitness and, you know, as a, generally speaking, and then like competitors, because really like, you know, as a bodybuilder, like before social media, I mean, what kind of exposure would you get? Like just magazines, you know, that's it. And now, you know, you have, you have some fitness, um, uh, social media, you know, gurus or whatever you want to call them uh, that are, you know, have millions of followers, you know, that they're reaching the millions, you know, people at a time. So it's definitely huge. Do you think it's um, social media is a benefit or you think it's a hindrance to the sport? I mean, it's a benefit because that's how people go watch people mm-hmm. who have Instagram. They're like, they follow who would good example nick walker right mm-hmm. bless him. 
like those bodybuilders, Akeem Williams, like all mm-hmm. those people that are so big, if they didn't have a social media, then what are you going to go watch? Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So it makes you want to go to Olympia, go to the expo and see these people who are famous on Instagram because you're mm-hmm. a fan, they're training. And I feel like that is really how social media takes in place and how bodybuilders get their money as well because they're they're out there, you know? Right, right. I mean, that's... To your point, that's true because it's like, you know, financially, it's such a huge benefit because otherwise, what would you get? You would just get like whatever you would win at the shows, which, you know, I mean, normally bodybuilding is a financially draining sport, not a, you know, for for a very few people, it's, you know, it could be rewarding if you, you know, you're winning at the very top levels, but in general, you know, it's not, it's not really like a financially rewarding sport. People do it because they love it. And so social media really allows people to, to make a living, you know, off of it. So um, I know you mentioned a couple of people that are like the, on the male side. Um, are you, you follow that pretty, pretty closely? Bodybuilding. Yeah. I mean, I actually am friends with a couple of them. Like I'm actually good friends with King Williams, like very awesome. And couple people out in Colorado I mean there's a lot of bodybuilders out here Brad is out here Ivana are they're out mm-hmm. here I just follow it to like I like to see who's competing you know like the, at the Arnhem and the Olympia and right you know, yeah. bodybuilding and I like when my coach has new clients I take a look at them with him mm-hmm. and I help their posting out like I, I enjoy all that Awesome. That's, yeah, that's awesome. I think I, I had a Keem on the show a while back, uh, a few months ago. So it was a, it was a good, good show we had. Um, what do you, Brandon uh, Curry lives here in Nashville. So, um, I mean, he trains at Oxygen Gym, as far as I know, he's still going to go there um, in, in Kuwait, I think, is it? Um, but, but he lives, you know, his family is here in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, um, Bo Lewis or as well lives in Tennessee 212 he trains with uh Brandon I'm pretty yeah sure. yeah I believe you're right I believe you're right I, my mind is kind of going blank um but yeah I think I think you're right so it's interesting how like the spread geographically for for high level competitors is because um one thing I was talking to somebody else about it is that Texas has a lot like a lot of com- competitors in Texas you know so Florida Texas like you said, Colorado has some too. So it's interesting. And it changes every so often. Like if you, you know, people move and you'll get like these pockets of, of competitors in certain areas, you know, which makes sense because, you know, a lot of times if good quality, you know, athletes go somewhere, others go there to train with them and be around them and so forth. And they get better as well. So it makes sense. What did you think about um, um, as far as like, men's bodybuilding like who do you like this upcoming year at the olympia do you think uh rammy's gonna you know win again do you think uh, someone else is gonna come in and take that spot mm, it's complicated i mean rammy has all year to prep for the olympia so you know that gives him more benefits to come in condition i mean he seems like he knows how to peak in now so mm-hmm. if he puts everything together i can see him taking it for a three time mr olympia yeah, it's it's tough, right? Because it's like initially he was he wasn't peaking well, and so like that, and he wasn't in the best of condition. 
um, the first few years he competed. So he came in like, you know, I think it was top five, but it, a couple of times he got second, I think maybe, I don't know. Um, but then once he won, it was like, he's kind of figured it out and now he's won another one. And so like, you know, what are the chances that someone is going to knock him off? I mean, I thought Brandon looked phenomenal at the last year's Olympia. I thought he was going to take it, but if he can't beat him at that condition, then who is, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's. I feel like he's still wild card for a while, unless somebody mm -hmm. shows up differently. But right. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I I can still see him taking it again for another. So he can yeah. still for yeah. sure. Yeah, for yeah, that it's going to be interesting. Are you going to go? Are you going to try to hit the I, Olympia? I actually talking to Akeem. I told him this year I should go. Um, I didn't go last year, but I did tell him that this year I'm hoping to go. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. Do you know what are they having it in, in back in uh, Vegas or is it going to be in Florida again? Yeah, that's what I saw. They're back back in Vegas. Hopefully, mm -hmm. unless something happens until then, where they're going to close down for another COVID. I don't know. I don't no, know. I, <laughs> <laughs> it was so wild because um, that year that COVID hit, I literally like I was getting ready to go to the Arnold, the one that I guess you went to. And yeah. uh, and I was, I was so excited because I haven't been there for a few years. And then like a couple of days before I left, or actually it might've been that the day before, the night before I saw the announcement that they're basically scratching the, the expo. Excuse me. Yes, uh, there was no expo. You're correct. Yeah, there was a meeting, but. Yeah, no, I, I, just, I decided not to go just because I was like, well, the expo is, you know, is a huge part of the show. I mean, that's where everybody kind of goes for that. So, um, but yeah, that was the one that uh, I think uh, Fran won the won the wellness in that Arnold. She beat Issa. And, Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's, uh, you were cutting out a bit. Go ahead. That's very competitive right now in wellness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So who do you like in the wellness division? I don't know. I got to say it's complicated because yeah. I like all, they all, all, everybody who's from Brazil, they just bring it. Mm -hmm. They're all very close, right? Like, I mean, it feels like, it feels like that to, you know, to me, at least like they're all coming in good condition. They're all like, look, you know, look great. It's almost like they're, they're kind of deciding like what structure they want you know, the win the Olympia more so than like whether they're conditioned or not. Cause they all seem like they're in great shape, you know? Yeah, no, they all look great. Like they're glutes, like they know what they're doing. Like all yeah. respect bonus division for sure. Yeah. So one thing that you mentioned then noticed that you, you said you help your coach out with some like posing and things like that and on occasion, is that something that you're um, pursuing on your own? Um, are you planning to pursue later on? Is that something that interests you? So I won't say like a lot, I haven't done it a lot, but I have like had some of his com uh, competitors like reach out to me on Instagram, send me mm -hmm. photos with, about like the posting and did mm -hmm. a, two, three weeks ago, he had somebody competing, kind of looked at what he looked like. And I mean, I don't want to do that yet until I can figure out my own posting because when I get on stage, I'd be struggling sometimes. So once I get my situation straight, then I can show somebody else. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that but that's something that like interests you and in possibly in the future oh for sure because i want to get better at it as it is because mm -hmm. what you way you present yourself on stage it's really what gets you to win it's not just coming in condition you can't just come right. in condition. 
and looking like you're about to fall on your heels. Like it takes both. It's the full yeah. package. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting because it's like you can have the the physique um, and work hard for months and years, you know. And if you really want to talk, you know, kind of stretch it even further. I mean, really, from the first time you pick up your weights, you're building your physique. So it takes you years to build up this physique, and you peak, you know, at certain points. And then if you can't pose, it's like it's almost null and void. Like you just, you know, you can you can place poorly just because of that. Yeah, basically, because you just look afraid on stage. Mm-hmm. And that's and it, my, like, I I am fully percent responsible when I step on stage, like this last show that I did, I thought I was doing great. And when I was posing, I was looking at my photos, it looked like I was looking at the ground. Like, <laughs> way I, like, put my back up, it just looks like I was straight up looking at the ground. And you don't mm-hmm. notice that because you think you're doing it right. And mm-hmm. you're. Once you look at those photos, you're like, wow, what am I looking at? How do you correct that? Posting, like off season, like doing Practice. it over. And then once you know your mistake, you've done once, you don't want to do that again. So definitely, I actually reached out to Margie. I don't know if you're familiar with Margie, bodybuilding Margie. <sighs> Sounds familiar, but I would have to see her, you know. So um, I texted her and I told her that my next show, because she's very open to like getting mm-hmm. you right. She will tell you, like, stand straight. Like, she will, like, tell you like that she's not being aggressive she would just tell you what's wrong so I told her I'll be working with her on FaceTime and then got a couple of like I'll probably work with my coach because he's mm-hmm. good with posting I just didn't go I literally jumped into a show last minute like we did four month prep so it was 18 weeks my last oh, wow show. okay yeah. yeah that is pretty much last minute yeah so we we did what we could in four months but now we have mm-hmm. a whole year plus we're training now. He's training my legs every other Saturday. I'm trying to get there every Saturday. So eventually, once we start getting officially ready, where he starts literally feeding me after I'm done losing weight from all this medication, mm-hmm. we feed myself. And then six months of like bulk. And then hopefully after that, jump into a show. Like we're, st- we're going to just play it by ear. Of course, if he sees yeah. me falling off, he's going to tell me, like, we need to fix it. That's what I was going to ask you. Um later if you had a show like picked out that you would want to do be you're saying no or do you really have have something you know kind of yeah your eye on so to speak Mm -hmm. not really um i haven't really chose a show yet because i want to see what next year right at the beginning of the year what my body's looking like Mm -hmm. if i have to book then i'll probably do towards the end of the year but if my body did gain different muscle and i'm starting to look different then we'll do early in the year Mm -hmm. so you said that you're, you know, you're waiting to lose weight. I mean, I know you, we talked about, um, excuse me, getting on medication and for, for your estrogen and stuff like that. How much weight are you, well, how much weight did you put on and how much are you like, like have to go before you start bulking again, so to speak? So usually I off season, I sit around 140, mm-hmm. um, 145, just depending. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this off season, I am sitting at 125 to 130 when just and I'm eating I'm telling you I am eating and it just doesn't go anywhere it's just right there so you're you're you're, you're high like your metabolism is pretty high I yeah have you always been that way so that's the thing so I always been small yes from powerlifting I was like 113 competing <laughs> so yes yeah, since I've always been so small now mm-hmm. my body's doing what it should do because when your hormones are balanced your body's gonna do what it should be doing because you're 
like body, your your girl body, you know what I mean? Right, so, right. Yeah. So that's the struggle that I'm facing. And I mean, I can feed myself, but it's also pointless because I'm like feeding myself, feeding myself to the point that I don't even want to do it when it comes down to when it when I have to actually bulk. Yeah. But um, I still cook my ground turkey, my rice, like still measure all my food. Um, Monday to Friday, I stay pretty on track because I work my 12 hour shifts. Um, I go to, when I have a sweet tea, I just go to bed. I chug water and go to bed mm-hmm. all day without sweets and stuff. So I so also. So you do try to like eat pretty clean, even yeah. though you're, you're like ideal, you would want to get a little heavier, like, but you're trying to put it. So I guess my question is, is, is the goal to put on more muscle for you? Like to put on more weight? Yes. But I also, I am Mexican. So if I don't watch what I eat, I will turn it into fat. I just know based on experience, like my body will turn into fat. So since I already know that I shouldn't be eating what I shouldn't be eating, I'm just mm-hmm. trying to eat what I can right now and try to turn it into muscle. Like that's pretty lean right now for off season and just not trying to turn my weight into fat really right right so you're trying to like gain like good quality weight not just not just pounds you know basically that's that's part that's part of like the problem for a lot of people um you know i'll have people contact me and um and you know like tell me what their weight and what they're weighing and so to speak and and i'm like well what does that tell me that doesn't really tell me anything i mean you could be 200 pounds and look phenomenal you could be 200 pounds and look terrible i mean so it's like muscle to fat ratio is way more important than like the pounds on the scale but people get tricked you know they they they're working out they're eating and they're they're gaining weight and they think it's muscle but you know, in the calorie surplus, you could be gaining fat too. So it's, it's kind of like hard to, you know, hard to say. So like, to your point, you know, it's like, you don't want to be just gaining just weight for no reason. Like you want it to be, you know, good solid weight. Yeah. So basically it's the way I'm training and what I'm eating. That's my biggest like thing. Like I know I can do it. I'm just going to watch what I eat. This Mm -hmm. like, as I'm taking meds, hopefully in the next three months that will switch. And then I can just start eating my coach will write me down the plan. I will follow it to the T and then yeah. I think we'll start to take place. What are your, uh, like, what are your splits look like workout? So, so Mondays I train calves and yeah. I hip thrust. And then after that, and then I do shoulder. The reason I do that, cause I need to improve my glutes, my yeah. calves, improve, but I ha- I just do them. Cause just to keep them there, I guess we can say, mm-hmm. and then do stay, I do shoulders and chest and then Wednesday I would do hamstrings, like just focus on hamstrings. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I have an off day on Thursday. It just depends on my schedule. Usually I do all my appointments on Thursday whenever, cause I'm off. And then Friday I train uh, back and then I see my coach sometimes like every other Saturday and we train legs, like a lot of dominant stuff. Do you do any cardio? No, I don't. I'll okay. be lying. I'm doing cardio right now. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that would be the answer just because we, you know, the prior we, we talked about like um, you being on the smaller end, I figured you probably don't do any cardio because that, that would probably make you even leaner. Probably be small. I probably have yeah. like at this point. <laughs> yeah. Cardio. That's funny. Um, so I guess just to kind of, uh, you know, had you know great conversation. Um, it was a pleasure, you know, meeting you. And um, I wanted to kind of talk, kind of round off our conversation with talking about 
um, how people can reach out to you. Maybe they want to have you, you know, on another podcast. Um, you're obviously producing some amazing, you know, apparel as well. If they want to reach out for that, like, how would they do that? My Instagram, um, Tanya slash bottom TT 20. Um, I do have another Instagram on there, but that one was hacked. So don't follow it. <laughs> don't, it's almost the same as Tanya slash. No, it's 20 Tanya 13. That one's hacked. Do not follow it. It got hacked way back when everybody was getting hacked. Got so it. Well, now um, I have my clothing line. I also have an account for my clothing clothing line. Wow. Clothing line that is Tanya slash clothing line. So yeah. Awesome. And I'll, I'll guys, I'll link everything at the bottom of this video. So it'll be easy for you to just click on it and go and buy yourself a shirt and, uh, and, you know, reach out to Tanya. Um, it was, it was a pleasure, you know, having you here and I, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it as well. Of course. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. you too. Bye.